Hello and welcome. This is Get the Message Show number three. Empower your unconscious mind to help you manifest. This is Monique Gallagher of School of Self-Revolution. These shows, radio shows slash podcasts, we haven't quite sure what to call them yet, will be weekly every Wednesday at 11 to 11.30 p.m. Pacific. And as a special treat for those of you joining live, you'll be able to enter a contest for a free 30-minute Get the Message Breakthrough session with me. To enter, you can simply respond to the reminder email that with your name and put in the subject line, get the message, drawing, and I'll pick a winner at the end of the show. If you're not on email, that's fine. Um, if you'd like, you can just type in the chat bar your name, and I will um, put your name in the drawing. All right, so these weekly trainings are designed to give you strategies on how to get the message your life is communicating to you so you can take full advantage of the opportunities your life affords you. And one of the primary tools we use is cybernetic transposition. You don't even have to know what that is, but for some of you, if you already do, great, because these trainings are, are very introductory. So we're going to be talking today on how to empower your unconscious mind to help you manifest. And you're going to be learning how to create effective imaginary experiences, visions, but not visualization. We'll talk more about what I mean by that. Now, when you work with an imaginary experience, this is a key, like in the lock, and helps you transmit to the manifesting part of your unconscious mind. So if you don't have a piece of paper and a pencil, go ahead and get one now because I'm going to walk you through a live exercise and make it very practical and well with your time today. So your unconscious is a record keeper of your entire life. It remembers everything that's ever happened to you, even from the first sounds in the womb. It's gathered all this information and experience for you to draw upon to then create a more rich and fulfilling life. But if you're like most of us, some of those experiences weren't so wonderful, but they're still in there nonetheless, and they're giving directives as if you want to create them again. And you obviously don't. You want to, don't want to recreate negative types of experiences, which is why learning how to effectively create an imaginary experience by reframing, you basically are overlaying it with a new perception, new image. And that is so empowering because you're putting your current today desires on top of what happened. So learning how to create effective imaginary experiences, you're literally feeding your unconscious mind new thoughts and images and thereby freeing yourself from repeating history. So in this little 30-minute training, you're going to learn how to do that in such a way that it feels real to your unconscious mind. And, you know, without implanting new imaginary experiences in our unconscious, we can be subject to repeating past experiences, especially when we're triggered, when we're under stress or pressure or somebody says or does something that feels like what happened in our past, well, then it's like we go asleep in a sense. And that unconscious pattern that was there to protect you from whatever happened way back when has gotten triggered. 
and you're no longer in charge and getting access to the empowerment of your unconscious because you're in reactive contractive mode like literally you've got your arms crossed in front of your chest and say nah nobody's getting in nope 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 and then that doesn't only shut down any bad that's getting in it's also shutting down the good the joy the love the harmony that's possible with others and with the rest of our life so the unconscious is most effectively empowered by giving it new instructions in the way of a memory. Well, I think, well, how do we do that? Well, you make an imaginary experience as thorough and effective and vivid and real as an actual memory. So to give you an example, I'd like you to just close your eyes for a moment. Don't do this if you're driving, please. But close your eyes just for a few seconds, and then I'd like you to open them. And look around your environment. What's there? What are you seeing visually? I'm seeing I've got beautiful plants to the left. I've got one on my desk, and I'm seeing the any meeting, and I'm seeing my speakers, a pencil, piece of paper, my cup of coffee, and I'm seeing this. I'm hearing my computer's got a buzz sound, and I'm hearing that sound. And... What am I feeling? Well, I'm a little stuffy. I was traveling last week in Colorado and, well, a lot of snow, a lot of cold. <laughs> Got a little bit of a, snuffy, a stuffy nose. So what I just did was I described all three components of a memory. Well, they're not a memory. It's actually happening live right now, right? But I described the visual. What's on my desk? What's in my office? Kinesthetic. I'm a little stuffy, right? It's in my body. Auditory. What am I hearing? Well, obviously, I'm hearing my voice, but I'm also hearing the computer. So an imaginary experience to make it as effective and, uh, to overwrite old memories, it has to be vivid and contain all these three components. I'd like you to write those down, visual, kinesthetic, and auditory. Kinesthetic is, again, how you're feeling in your body, okay? Then you enliven it. So whatever you're going to rewrite, you want to make it as desirable as possible. And I'm going to walk you through an example in just a moment. And you're going to rate the desirability. Let me speak a little bit about this. What desirability is, and another term for desirability is love. Love is what manifests. So desirability is how much do you love that? How much do you want it to happen? So desirability and completeness on a scale of 1 to 10, 10 being really desirable. You really love that. Because in a sense, love is kind of the condensing force. It's our manifesting force. Imagine, not imagine, but remember back to a time when you fell in love. I actually don't like the word fall in love, but you rose in love. What was possible in your life then? Didn't you feel empowered, confident? Wow, someone really accepts me, loves me, wants to be with me. That is so powerful, that feeling. So what CT does is it teaches you how this love and desirability kind of like circle around one another. And when you get the desirability, whether you're working on an objective or whether you are trying to reframe a difficult thing that happened in your life, you want to make sure that you've got that love component and your heart is open and it's really desirable. 
So let's try one together. I'd like you to take something that maybe happened today, or if nothing happened today that wasn't, you know, uh, undesirable, you can take yesterday or the weekend. So something that you would rate on a 1 to 10 desirability scale, maybe take it anything below like a, I don't know, a 7 or an 8. Now, you don't want it really low rated like a 1 or a 2. And the reason why is when something's rated really a 1 or a 2, that's an indication that we have really lost um, uh, our conscious awareness and a blocker has been really activated. And those usually take a little bit deeper um, blocker clearing processes and blocker as in uh, a self-defeating thought, feeling, or behavior, which basically is something we don't want to do again, but we just got triggered. It's like somebody, I don't know, um, you walk into the house and you see, oh my gosh, the dog just pooped on the carpet. And it's like, oh, this puppy just won't ever get potty trained. And you stepped in it too, okay? You might get triggered, right? And a swear word might come out, and then your wife or your husband walks around the corner, and you start yelling at them, didn't you see the dog needed to go out? Well, as you can imagine, it starts to kind of spiral into this whole thing, this whole event. You're now yelling at your husband and wife. You're screaming because you've stepped in the dog poop. That would be probably rated a one or a two in desirability. You don't want to have to have, you don't want to have that experience again. But, oh, my gosh, now your husband or wife has been pulled into it, or maybe your child, and they're hurt. Oh, my gosh, I, I didn't see that the dog had to go out. So now this blocker, this reactive pattern, stepping in the dog poop, has now triggered you, and you are acting out in a way that's not so loving, not so harmonious, to say the least. And perhaps you've even got anger running, okay? So... whatever you're going to reframe today and create an imaginary experience, I'd like it to be maybe six, seven, eight, nine. That would be great. But nothing a one or a two. I hope that makes sense. All right. So um, does anybody need more time to pick a memory that you'd like to use as this example to reframe? Already have one. And have fun with this. I'd like you now to give yourself permission to rewrite this scene to be as um, desirable and uplifting and joy-filled and harmonious and loving as possible. Even if you can't think of how you're going to reframe it right now, I'd like you to just pretend that you can do that. Pretend that you can tune this up and make it like a, a reframe or no, a better example is that if you imagine someone is giving you a movie script and you're the writer and you're the screenwriter of the movie and there's this scene that's not quite working. Maybe the hero in the scene has had a real difficult time or maybe the hero in the scene lost its cool and hurt somebody and it doesn't flow with the rest of the movie. It's not who the hero wants to be. And I'd like you to think that hero is you. So give yourself permission to rewrite that, to make it where it is so energizing that the audience in the seats watching the movie are like, yes, yes, you go. Okay, so give yourself that permission. Now I'd like you to close your eyes. 
And for those of you who are already familiar with CT, I'd like you to focus on your inner anchor point. For those of you who are not, doesn't matter. You can use your heart chakra. So just imagine an area around your heart and it's vivid green, beautiful, like emerald green. So I'd like you to imagine, close your eyes and see that scene playing out. You're sitting in the audience and you're watching this movie scene of your life, but oh my gosh, that didn't go so good. Yeah, I don't want to have that happen again. And I'd like you to rate it on a 1 to 10 scale on the desirability. And again, I said, if it's a 1 or a 2, pick another memory. It'll be too hard to frame 1, 2, or 3, reframe. Hopefully you've got one. I'm going to play along with you, and I'm going to pick a memory. Ah, brilliant. I've got one from yesterday morning. Okay. So I'd like you to ask yourself, what was so troubling about that memory? Like, why does it feel so horrible? And I'd like you to write that down, your why, why that feels so horrible. Okay. Now, I'd like you to focus on the area around your heart. And I'd like you to imagine that you can speak to your intuition, your intuitive mind. And you could ask, well, what could I have done or what would I have really liked to have happened to make turn that into a 10 in desirability? So it's something I'd love to repeat again. Now, remember with any imaginary experience, it works best if you start with the original situation. So I'll give an example. I was traveling uh, last week. I got back late on Monday night, didn't sleep very well, so it was it Tuesday morning, woke up, and I wasn't in such a, like a, a loving, harmonious mood, to say the least. And so a family member, there was a difficult conversation. And in reflecting back, I realized, wow, I was just really tired. And so I see now the parts that I could have changed in that conversation. So now if I ask myself, well, you know, what would quickly tune this up to a 10? I would have breathed, said to the person, I love you, miss you, missed you, and I'm going to get to work. So instead of having a conversation when I'm in that tired state, then I would defer it. So then I'd rewrite it because I have to be in charge, right? So I initiated the conversation. So you keep the beginning part the same, but reframe it. Make whatever change you need to make so that the ending's different. So I'm going to give you a few minutes to do that right now. And I, I really hope you're able to do this live. It's very powerful. Take ownership of what you did. Don't change everybody else's behavior and, you know, say yours was okay. Take ownership. Take responsibility. Reframe it. Every piece. anybody need more time? You can type in the chat bar if you like. 
So if everybody has an image, I'd like you to rate that on a 1 to 10 scale. Your new reframe. You've created an imaginary experience of how you would have liked to create, handle, or perceive the situation. Oh, is anybody else having trouble with the sound going off and on? Someone just typed there that they're having trouble hearing me. Someone put in the uh, chat bar or unmute your line. Can you hear me okay? Is it clear? Sorry, Mike. Perhaps um, unplug your headset and plug it in again. Ah, I am pausing. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I could meet I can hear you perfect, Monique. Thank you. Thank you. Super. All right. So, yes, I'm pausing, Mike. Okay, great. All right, so now if you've got it to a 10, great. If it's not a 10, maybe it's a 7. Focus on that brilliant green, emerald green energy around your heart or your inner anchor point. Say, what needs to be added or taken away or just changed to quickly bring this to a 10 in full desirability and love? Now, in my little reframe, I realized, well, I didn't have any kinesthetic in there. I would have hugged the, love, the family member. Give him a kiss on the cheek. Missed you. That's feeling good. That's about an eight. And then I may make some more changes in it. Is um, No, the auditory's there. The kinesthetic's there. Ah, my inner emotional feelings, because I wasn't feeling very well physically and emotionally. And so I would just take some deep breaths. And then realize, I'll get into my office and I'll do a clearing. Great. Does that rate that to a 10? Yeah. So if you've got it to a 10 now, and if you'd like, you could write this down if it makes it easier for you to write it down. And then you can make the changes in, in a new paragraph. So this is the instruction. So I'd like you to imagine you've got this, um, and you close your eyes to do this, this big ball of white light around that new imaginary experience that you're going to empower your unconscious, that this is how you'd like to create and experience situations. There's specific instruction that you're going to use, a specific phrase that enables an overwrite, almost like a redo and this is the phrase, as you surround that imaginary experience with a ball of white light and you gently bring it into the area around your heart or your inner anchor point and say, this is the way I would like to experience, create, and perceive this type of situation. Please make this happen in ways that are for the highest good of me and of all concerned. And just kind of gently just breathe that in. It may sound simple, but it's profoundly helpful. Just kind of breathe a few extra breaths as you feel how good that feels. Oh, yeah. Kind of fill that, allow that image to fill you. Now you can open your eyes. Now, with enough skill, this image will literally overwrite the first experience, and you'll no longer have that knee-jerk reaction or perhaps the emotional discomfort of that situation will be diminished. Or thoughts, like we, if we do something that's maybe not so kind to somebody, we could have feelings of shame, regret. Well, this will help you instead of beating yourself up, say, oh, I shouldn't have done that. Why did I do that? Like 
I did, you start to say, wow, I could have handled it differently. Wow, next time I will handle it differently. So you're empowering your unconscious mind by giving it feedback. You got the message that, for example, that situation didn't turn out so great. That's you getting the message. And now you're giving instructions to your unconscious that, I don't want to have that happen again. This is how I would like to experience, create, and perceive. Powerful words. Experience, create, and perceive. Now you'll notice, this is not only speaking about what happened yesterday, or whatever that situation was. It's speaking about today in the moment. It's speaking about in the future. There's no present or past tense to that statement. This is the way I would like to experience, create, and perceive this type of situation. You're changing your perceptions. You're elevating your perceptions. You're empowering your unconscious to create situations that are more loving and harmonious, successful, productive, joy-filled. Okay, so I hope you enjoyed that part. We're going to talk a little bit more about um, these invisible blockers. Now, I said that if that memory was rated a 1 or a 2 or a 3, that's what we would call an invisible blocker. Because what happens is in the most inopportune times, that pattern comes out, that little voice in the head. Like, oh, why didn't you take the dog out for a walk? I have to work and do all this stuff. And Well, you know the voice in the head. It could have different words, but we all have them. Or it could be that um, somebody did something to you and you reacted hurtfully, okay? So these invisible blockers basically take over our consciousness. We're almost asleep in a sense, and we're reactive, not to just what's happening today, but we're reactive to the whole history of this blocker pattern. And a blocker pattern is basically trying to protect you from uncomfortability. Now, you might think, yeah, that's great. Yeah, protect me all day long. Well, it does so in some not-so-loving ways. Blockers are not-so-happy campers. They can be mean and cruel to you and to other people. So when you're on a path of growth and change, and all of you today live you know, on the training, and those of you listening to the podcast, if you're following this, you are on a path of growth and change and transformation. So for me to educate you what happens when blockers take you over and, and create difficulty in your life is a service. Now, what do you do about it? Well, the fastest way to uncover what's blocking you is to try to move forward on something important to you. That's going to activate your blockers. Now, if it flows and whatever you've intended to do is successful and it's, it turns out in the way you want it to turn out, well, it's likely you don't have any blockers. These self-defeating, unconscious behavior, thoughts, and feeling patterns. Now, why would we have them? Where are they coming from? Well, as I mentioned, they're protective they're protective mechanisms of your unconscious. It's trying to protect you from experiencing failure, pain, or suffering. So it puts up an inner radar that says, wow, that situation looks just like in 1992 when Aunt Mary did this. And boy, does it feel like in 1975 when I was in school and the teacher called me out because I didn't do my homework. 
it looks, smells, or feels like a situation from your past that didn't go so well. So what it does, it puts up an energetic block inside, actually puts blinders on you. I'd like you now to put your hands beside your eyes, and I'd like you to kind of just follow around your room right now. Don't do this, please, if you're driving. And you'll see, wow, okay, I only see the plant that's in the corner and the picture on the wall, and then I see the glass of water, and then I see the computer screen. But you don't see the whole picture. Take your blind hands off. That's what blockers do. They narrow your focus. And they get you obsessive about a certain situation. We've all been there. But you take the blinders off, you take the blocker off, look at the expansive view that you have. And you can choose to focus on any beautiful part of your life. Like I can focus on this beautiful pothos growing in the corner of my office on this wonderful wood plant stand. It's just gorgeous. It's so alive, so vibrant. Or I could focus on my sniffly nose and my tissue on the desk. We choose what we focus on, and blockers are very clever. They will have you focus on the pain. They'll have you focus on that which isn't going your way. They'll have you focus on how somebody is not respecting you, taking care of you, admiring you. They'll have you focus on entitlement. And what they do is they just make your life hard. Blockers are not so hopeful and loving and inspiring. So the way blockers work is they evaporate your hope. They fill you with doubt, feelings of fear, worry, or apathy, evaporating your hope. And it wants you to stop. It wants you to stop growing, wants you to stay where you are. Oh, don't set that objective on getting that new job. No, no, they won't hire you. Oh, don't set that objective on finding your perfect partner. Yeah, there's no good women or men out there. So The blockers are emotional resistance that convinces you to stay with what is known, tested, tried, proven, and consistently being counted on. Now, if you're attempting to accomplish an objective, it quite likely may be new for you. Maybe you've never been in a really deeply loving, bonded relationship and you want to. Well, that's new for you and that's okay. You can achieve things you've never accomplished or achieved before. But just be aware that there's going to be some thoughts, emotions, and body feelings that are going to try to take you off track, trying to discourage you and cause you to give up. Have you ever seen someone set a New Year's resolution, or maybe you did, to work out regularly? And maybe you joined a gym. And gyms know this, by the way. So they market heavily in the beginning of the year because they know people will excitedly join and then they'll give up because it takes some effort and discipline, and most people don't have access to the tools of setting an objective and empowering their unconscious mind to keep them on track. Most people, the minute they feel pain or the minute you know it's cold and, and stormy out and they want to stay in bed instead of get up and go to the gym, they give in to it. But you don't have to be like that because you're, having, you're getting access to these tools to reframe things. Another thing that could happen, someone joins the gym and they're not in shape and they're, they're looking around at all these fit young bodies and they've got a little bit extra pounds and they're like, oh, I don't like the look, way I look in the mirror. I don't want to see that again and they feel ashamed. Well, that's likely going to trigger a blocker. I don't want to feel like that. Nope. So I'm not going to get my gym clothes on because I don't want to see myself in the mirror. So you can see how insidious they are and how invisible because they cause us to kind of, in a sense, 
go to sleep and react to their agenda to protect us from change and control our life. So how do you um, successfully clear these blockers that I spoke about, these ones, twos, threes, so you can stay on track and be empowered to accomplish your objectives? The first thing is to be aware when they're running. And if you have access to the CT tools, do use one of the processes. I'm just going to name a few here that are very effective in clearing blockers. Now, one of them is called base reframing. And if you don't already have the How to Get Lots of um, Money for Anything Fast ebook, you can learn that there. Also, sub-personality negotiation. That's where you take a part of yourself and you, let's say, you make it happy. You give it some love. You make it grow up. And so it reacts differently in the situation. Instead of like stepping in the dog poop and going off at your husband or wife, you look, you avoid the dog poop, scoop it up, you never say a word. And there's cell-level memory clearing. That's a deeper process that uh, takes usually guidance from a CT instructor where you have a situation that may have happened pre-verbal or it may have happened so many times that it's got so much pain that is so invisible, but you're suffering from it. It could be low self-worth. It could be low self-esteem. It could be lack of boundaries. It could be fear of conflict. It could be um, fear of success. It could be fear of failure, perfectionism. Those are some common cell-level memories. And if you think one of those are running, you can reach out for some support in clearing it. And now, if you don't have a lot of experience with CT, I may not be able to do it, but I'm happy to have the conversation with you. We could figure out if we could do it. So now, I'd like you to rewrite, reread the memory, that new imaginary experience you wrote or imagined in your mind. How do you feel? Does that feel good? Would you like to be empowered to and give yourself the permission to change any situation, whether it happened yesterday or happens today or tomorrow, then use the little tips that you've learned in this training right now. Now, before we say goodbye, um, if you'd like to type in the chat bar if you've got any quick questions or if you have an insight, something that you got out of the little mini training, that would be great too. So you can type that in the chat bar while I look for a winner of the Get the Message drawing. Now, did anybody invite someone new to the, the show? Because if you do and your friend wins, you also win. So both of you get a free 30-minute Get the Message breakthrough session. So has anybody invited somebody? And if not, you can invite someone next week or um, whenever, and it gives you a chance to, double chance to win. So I see now we've got, I'm going to write down the people who, we've got Art, and we've got the caller number um, 780 and 858. I don't know your name. If you could unmute your not your um, phone and tell me your name, or I could just say 7802, and Rhea and T. Price. And Hi, Monique. Yes. Who's this? 780 is Maria. <laughs> oh, Ria Maria, you're 780. Perfect. Thank you. Yes, thank you. 
Okay, and who is 858? I can unmute your line. It's Pamela. Hi, Pamela. Oops. <laughs> Great. I'll put you on the list. Pamela. Okay. And I'm going to close my eyes and put my finger on it. Terrence. Uh, Terrence Anthony, you're the winner. So, um, Terrence, please email me. Simply respond to the email that invited you to the Get the Message show and put in there some times and days that are good for you and please your time zone. That would be helpful, and we'll set something up within the next week. All right, thank you, everyone, for sharing this time with me. And remember, you don't have to settle for what's going on in your life at the moment. You now have access to tools that can reframe any situation that doesn't turn out in the way that you want. And please don't underestimate the power of this quick process we did here. It's small, but it's powerful. And the more that you communicate to your unconscious what you want, this is the way I'd like to create, handle, and perceive this situation, you're empowering your unconscious to help you manifest. Not just objectives, but that which you want to experience in your day-to-day life. All right, take care, everybody, and hope to hear you on the or see you on the radio show next week at 11 a.m. Pacific time. And the recording will be up over the next few days. And the recording from last week, if you weren't on it live, I was traveling and didn't get a chance to post it. Take care, everybody. Bye for now.